It's Hall of Fame week right here on Lockdown Spurs. Let's put in the spotlight soon to be Hall of Famer Tony Parker. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kens 5 San Antonio. I am glad to have you back. Hope you're having a great work week. We'll get you through the last few days to the weekend, the very big weekend up ahead for the Spurs franchise. Hey, we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. You guys are the everydayers. We are free and available on YouTube, Spotify, Kens 5 Plus app. We are part of the Locked On NBA Network. So what are we talking about today? It's going to be all about Tony Parker. He is set to enter the Hall of Fame this weekend, capping off an incredible basketball career that spans not just the NBA, but in France as well. We're going to talk about him, give some of our favorite moments of Parker in a Spurs uniform, and then ask how come he still doesn't get the respect that he deserves among the great uh, NBA at least point guards and also ask is he the greatest Spurs point guard ever to wear the uniform our guests will join us in just a few minutes to talk about that and much much more but yeah it's a great weekend ahead uh, for the Spurs franchise back to back summers Mano Ginobili last summer and just a few short days Tony Pop Becky Hammond well sure we'll lump them in expert Pal Gasol so why this is so important is because this might be it. This could possibly be it for uh, Hall of Fame uh, big weekends for the Spurs franchise. I mean, barring anything like maybe uh, Buford getting in as an executive. But as far as players and coaches are concerned, uh, yeah, this could be it for quite some time. Uh, you know, and that's why you got to really relish it. You got to soak it in. You have to absorb each and every word, every minute, every highlight, because uh, the Spurs franchise is storied. It's so storied. I mean, just look at I mean, just numbers. What numbers? The best winning percentage so far in the NBA. Yeah, over the Celtics, over the Bulls. Uh, yeah, that should tell you a lot about the Spurs franchise, and a lot has to do with that because of Pop and Tony and Becky and past Spurs like Timmy, Manu, Gervin, and Robinson, even George Carl. Uh, has starting the away for the Spurs back in the ABA days now in the Hall of Fame as well. So this is a momentous time. And it's also kind of a, a time to close the chapter, perhaps, on the big three era. You know, everybody's excited for Wemby and the future of the Spurs and what could possibly lie ahead as this new era of Spurs basketball begins. But this is also a very poignant way to close the chapter on the uh, heyday of the Spurs, so whether it be their five titles, Parker with four of those, whether it be uh, you know deep playoff runs, a memorable moments from Timmy and Tony and Pop and Becky, this is just what a way, what a way to put a cherry on top and close that era of the Spurs and begin the new era starting in a few months with the Wimby era set to begin. And yeah, you know, you just look at the Spurs franchise and, and my goodness, I mean, at this point, they might as well just open up a wing in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame dedicated to the Spurs. You know, what they have done for the game, just for the game is great. And Pop and Parker and Becky, they represent that. Becky, first female uh, assistant coach 
on the uh, coaching staff for the Spurs and, and making NBA history, you know, even subbing in for Papa, which he got thrown out, becoming a uh, first female head coach of a Spur uh, in that manner. And you have Tony Parker, uh, one of the very few French, you know, or at least international foreign players in the NBA to capture a finals MVP. And of course, Popovich, you know, what more do you have to say? This is such a gloried history that's about to be uh, celebrated one more time, one more time. And then that's it. The Spurs move on. And it should be a good way for you guys to move on as well. And I know everybody's excited for the Wemby era. And it's going to be good to look back on not only Parker's highlights, but Pop and just everybody involved. The silver and black, uh, they've done a lot for the game of basketball. And what better way to seal it and to send them off on the right foot than the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Let's go to bring in our guest to talk about Tony Parker and more. He is Rudy Campos. There he is. There's Rudy Campos back with the hat. It remember back in the back in elementary days. Uh, it was hat day. Remember, had to who's gonna wear the hat day? That's what today is. Today's hat day. Um, yeah. By the way, as you could tell, Rudy, I'm totally in off season mode. Not wearing a blazer as I usually do in a t shirt. I am officially in off season mode. I was gonna say you. Uh, where was the blazer, man? Where's the <laughs> suit, the tie, everything like that? I'm I'm not used to uh, recreational Jeff here. So well, you know, I mean, I'm in off season mode. So, but it, they, they'll, they'll come back. <laughs> they might come back this week uh, before uh, the big event happens for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame and like technically four Spurs yeah. going into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Hey, make sure to follow Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League. Check out his show, Sweep the League. Uh, by the time you're listening to this show, it's probably out the newest episode, yeah. but Rudy will talk about that and more. And just like Mono Ginobili again, Rudy came off the bench at the last second to fill in for a guest who couldn't make it. But fortunately for everybody else, Rudy is back because of the hat. The hat is back. Everybody loves that hat, Rudy. I think the hat is one thing. And, you know, we can't let everybody, you know, I, we can't let the secret out, Jeff. I mean, people yeah, are yeah, begging for me to come back yeah. locked on Spurs. So you had yeah. to just bump somebody for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what it really was. We had to bump somebody <laughs> for that. Uh, well, let's dive into it. Let's uh, give uh, our salute to Tony Parker. And I think on Friday we'll do for Pop and Becky and Pal. Parker, you, you know, some of the, my favorite moments of him, is just, you know, we got to see him grow as a player from scratch, from scratch, uh, from getting benched in the finals and, and oh, or Speedy Claxton coming in mm -hmm. to then seeing him take the mantle from Tim Duncan and lead the team in the 2007 finals and get the finals MVP. He's come a long way since being a 19-year-old French rookie. Sound familiar, Rudy? Uh, to... <laughs> This weekend, getting a shrine in the Basketball Hall of Fame. I got to be honest with you, Rudy, though. When he started his Spurs career, I didn't think that he would ever see this moment in his uh, career, depending how rocky of a start it was for him. You know, I agree with you on that. I didn't expect Tony Parker to be an NBA Hall mm -hmm. of Famer based off of, you know, NBA credentials. I mean, he has yeah. some really good international credentials, which we know the Basketball Hall of Fame is overall international, you know, NBA, it's mm -hmm. everything ever there. So, I didn't expect him to have this kind of career. You know, his numbers don't jump out at you. 15 points a game, you know, two right. rebounds a game, five assists a game. Nothing that screams Hall of Fame worthy, but it's the four titles. It's the finals mm -hmm. MVP, six-time NBA All-Star, three-time All-NBA second team, All-NBA rookie first team. He's got the accolades to back him up for that Hall of Fame uh, nod. But, yeah, you're right. I kind of agree. I didn't expect it. I expected him to come in, be a starting point guard for the San Antonio Spurs mm -hmm. with minimal impact. 
by all means. Yeah. Um, you know, Popovich, as, as much as Popovich, you know, at least now, jokes about how rough he was on Parker, you know, that definitely did benefit Parker and for the Spurs mm-hmm. and their history and for him becoming the point guard that he was uh, before uh, he called it quits. You know, you mentioned the NBA stage. The four titles really stand out. But, you know, it went beyond that. It was He, he was a multiple all-star. He made the all-NBA team. Yeah. Uh, he, he was uh, kind of the first to usher in this French revolution of players to come in. It was him, Nicholas Batum, Evan Fournier, uh, Rudy Gobert. Uh, I mean, just and then look at the Spurs themselves. Uh, French players that followed in his footsteps. Obviously, Wemby, I know, but at least during that short time, well, that time when Pop, I'm sorry, when Parker was here, yeah. Jan Mahimi, that sound familiar? French guy. Yeah. Boris what about Dio. this? Boris Diaw. Um, yeah. Oh, this is really going to open up your uh, brain here, uh, Rudy. Leave you Jean Charles. He was a French guy that didn't work out actually in uh, San Antonio. <laughs> but the point is that he really pushed forward that era of French players that still continues to today with Wimby. And uh, even Wimby himself says that, yeah, he grew up being a Spur Parker fan, a Spurs fan. And there's like him in that famous uh, picture of him wearing a Parker Spurs jersey. Mm-hmm. So, but you mentioned the international game. You know, I think that doesn't get looked at as enough of what he did for uh, basketball on an international stage. Rudy, your thoughts? Yeah, you're talking the biggest thing he accomplished, in my opinion, was the Eurobasket MVP back in 2013. Yeah. Um, you know, being that that was such, you know, that's a really young age for mm-hmm. him to be winning that kind of uh, accolade there. Uh, yeah. You're talking, I mean, what, top scorer in the uh, Euro Basketball League for two years, player of the year two years. Uh, champion over there. Not only that, you got to remember in Eurobasket, he what, had two bronze medals, a gold medal, silver mm-hmm. medal, under 18 gold medalists. I mean, just those, like I said, those accomplishments alone would have gotten him into the Basketball Hall of Fame. I mean, a great mm-hmm. international career. We're just blessed as Spurs fans to have been able to see Tony come over to uh, San Antonio. And we've got to remember, very lucky because Boston, yep. uh, funny story, Boston was going to select Tony Parker um, I believe at number 19 or 20, mm-hmm. but they actually selected my favorite uh, <laughs> college basketball player of go. all time from North Carolina, one Joseph Forte. So they took Forte. That was supposed to be Tony Parker there with that pick. They passed on him. He dropped the Spurs. The rest is history. Absolutely. Hey, when we get back, we're going to continue our celebration of Tony Parker getting into the Hall of Fame. Ask the question why he still continues to get a little bit of disrespect when it comes to the best point guards in the NBA. And then ask, is he the greatest Spurs point guard ever so far to wear that silver and black uniform right here with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League? Hello there. Hey, I want to talk to you about FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times, you heard that right, 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. A lot of money. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Check it out. That's $200 you can spend betting from everything from the money line uh, to the over and under uh, to who you think is going to be the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. I mean, what more can you want? Well, there's no better place to bet on MLB than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I go there. I love that looking at their NBA futures, uh, their, 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 their projections on the Spurs and Wimby. It's all there. You got to go to FanDuel 
right now. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Hello there. And we're back right here on Locked On Sports with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. Follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. Uh, we're celebrating Tony Parker. He's about to get into the Hall of Fame in just a few short days. And we're kind of reminiscing about his play. We, we mentioned some of the highlights, you know, from the finals MVP. You know, Rudy talked about his international presence and what Parker did for the French Revolution of NBA players. Uh, he was the first uh, really to make a stamp on the league. But despite having that resume, which does include a few um, a gold medal in the Eurobasket tournament, uh, multiple uh, trips, deep Olympic trips for Team France, and four NBA titles and a finals MVP and multiple All-Stars and All-NBA nods, the list goes on and on for Parker. But why doesn't he still get mentioned among the best point guards ever? You will still say, you'll still hear the argument that Chris Paul's better. Yeah. But if we're going to go by numbers and accomplishments, Parker blows him out of the water or, or Steve Nash. People still, oh, Steve Nash. What? Are you kidding me? What about Parker? Why does he still get, he doesn't get that respect? So it's kind of a thin line because you can go based off a of Spurs homer. Or you can go off of like mm -hmm. an NBA type guy who follows everything. Yeah. The Chris Paul thing, I mean, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. I feel yeah, Parker's way better than Chris Paul. Yeah. You give me a guy like Steve Nash, you're talking about a guy who's a two-time NBA um, mm -hmm. MVP, but yet no finals in there, no finals right. MVP. So you, you've had certain basketball players that have played in the NBA that consider the NBA finals MVP holds mm -hmm. more weight in water than a regular season MVP. So that kind of puts Parker a little bit over top Steve Nash uh, in that sense if you're going by that. But you got to mm -hmm. remember – Parker's numbers really don't match up to a lot of these other point guards. If you're right. talking about all-time greats like uh, Magic Johnson, Isaiah right. Thomas, those guys, I mean, they just put up ridiculous numbers for their careers. Parker, you know, only averaged like 15 points a game. But again, you got to remember, he took a backseat to yes. Tim Duncan, to David Robinson in the beginning yeah. as well. You know, he had a little bit of time there where he was Timmy's running mate. But then you had Kawhi Leonard come in. So that was another yeah. guy that came in. Manu took some of those, you know, moments away as well. So those were those points and minutes too. So he was in that talk in that era of Spurs basketball where you already had the GOAT playing with you. Mm -hmm. You weren't going to outshine him until it was his time to right. kind of step away from the game, which is kind of what we started seeing towards the end of Timmy's career. But you can't take anything away from Tony. He's still one of the greatest point guards in the game. Where he ranks in people's rankings is up for debate. For me, I, I mean, I can say I can put him in the top 10. I can't mm -hmm. really go top five. Uh, we can make a case for top 10, top 15. Definitely he's got to be in there mm -hmm. somewhere. Uh, but, you know, for locked on uh, Spurs fans out there, where do you rank him? I'd love to know yeah. where you rank him because, again, it's one of those things where you don't know where to rank him. He's got the accomplishments. He does, yeah. He just doesn't have the stats. So what weighs more to you? Right. And 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 I don't want to hear the argument of, well, Tony had a, uh, you know, had Tim Duncan next to him. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. But. Chris Paul, last I checked, he had some pretty solid guys around him in his career. I mean, just look at recent history. Kevin Durant, mm -hmm. you know, he has they're the same team. Uh, you know, who else? Now he's joining the Warriors now. Yeah, so uh, there's that. I mean, what about Lob City? You know, that was supposed to be the potent Lob City, you know, with, with a prime Blake Griffin and yeah. Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan and, you know, Poe used to make deep playoff run. And this comes up short. Another reason, too, why I think maybe the Chris Paul argument is really weak, too, because – 
Tony Parker was there when it mattered. Paul mm -hmm. continuously not available when it's the right time, namely the playoffs. And as far as Steve Nash is concerned, same thing. You don't give me that argument that, oh, well, Parker had a better squad. Steve Nash had Amari, a peak Amari Stoudemire, a Sean yeah. Marion, yeah. uh, who was a, a Shaq. A Shaq came over uh, yeah. for a minute uh, to try to help him get him over the uh, hump there. Grant Hill, I believe, teamed up with him. Now, Grant, Grant Hill was already you know on his last legs, but the point is, that's no fault of Parker. He's not the GM. You know, he's not the one, you know, with the basketball God saying, select him, Duncan, because I'm going to be there eventually. You know, that, that's just not the way it is. I, I don't think that should count against Parker in any type of argument that he ranks among the best point guards ever. Uh, your thoughts, Rudy? Yeah, I mean, the arguments for, like you said, the, the case you made for Paul and Nash, I, I totally mm -hmm. agree, and I totally see that. I mean, they both had really deserving teams. In Paul's case, you can you can argue that he had better teams. You know, yeah. Steve Nash had that one Spurs uh, Spurs mm -hmm. and Suns series where they were looked like they were going to torch the Spurs enough for Robert Ory banging him right. into the side, you know, to the uh, <laughs> scores table, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's the thing, too, is, you know, breaking Parker is kind of hard. Now, the thing you got to remember, too, is if Parker isn't drafted by the Spurs, if he goes to another team, do his stats yeah. increase? I mean, mm -hmm. you saw the capability. He led the league yeah. in uh, uh, scoring in the paint yeah, for one year. You never hear about that when it comes to a guard, let alone a mm -hmm. point guard. So that usually goes to like Shag or Tim Duncan or somebody like that. So this kind yeah. of catapults him to that next level, to reason why I say top five point guards. I mean, obviously you got Magic and Isaiah right. for me. John Stockton's got to be yeah. up there. Big you've o. got guys, yeah. Big O, Bob Cousy can even yeah. make the case. You've got guys that kind of belong in the top five. Then you got guys like Tony that are right there. You can't really kick them out of the top 10. If you can make a case, by all means, make the case. If you want to use Steve Nash, again, that's people's opinion. Yeah. But I have to have him ranked in the top 10. The yeah. biggest thing for me was the one side I gave you, Jeff, and that's points in the paint. Leading yeah. the entire league with points in the paint, unbelievable. For me, too, you know, aside from that as well, just the durability. I think he only had one major injury in his career. Towards, with, towards the end. Towards the end already. You know, that was it. You know, always available. Uh, you know, during, during his play, uh, you mentioned about the points in the scoring uh, in the paint. That was during the era of the big man. That was yeah. Shaq and Tony, I mean, Timmy and Kevin Garnett and Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. Uh, the, the list goes on and on. He was doing that in the era of the big guys. And it would have that patented teardrop shot. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you're right. It is a little tough to, to rank him. But if you're looking at overall what he did on the NBA stage, if we're looking at NBA players, then he's got, I mean, tough, top. Am I pushing it by saying top 12? No, I think no? top 12 okay. is guaranteed. Top 10, yeah. I think, is pretty much a guarantee as well, mm -hmm. uh, looking at everybody. And, you know, the, the one argument somebody can make, if I wanted to be, you know, mm -hmm. the villain in all this, you know, like you mentioned, you can't blame me for this and this. Well, I can turn right around and say, well, what happened in the finals against Jason Kidd? He got benched. Yeah. So, I mean, he did have low moments in big games like Chris Paul. Let it be on. It was one, but... Mm -hmm. You know, you've got people out there that will say the same thing. Well, he had this wrong. He did this wrong. He mm -hmm. he turned against Kawhi Leonard. And, I mean, you have all these things that go against him. Obviously, everybody knows what happened in San Antonio on his, on his time. You know, mm -hmm. you could mention that kind of stuff. So people have negative to say about him, positive to say about him. But as far as on-court stuff and stats, mm -hmm. he's a Hall of Famer. He's top 10. He has right. all the accomplishments. He's got everything you need. The only yeah. thing are the stats are not where you want them to be. But, again, not his fault. He was in the Tim yeah. Duncan era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
it, it was a Tim Duncan team. So obviously he ain't going to get a lot of touches. Now, to, to, to Parker's uh, credit, he did get the touches eventually mm-hmm. once Tim Duncan was starting to slow down. And you saw that uh, the finals MVP, the all-star nod. He, there was the transition from uh, Timmy to Tony, and the Manu was a part of that as well. Mm-hmm. But Tony really, really took the – I mean, hell, even when Tony won finals MVP, there's audio of Tim Duncan hugging him, telling Parker, you did it, you led us, you led us, you led us to this mm-hmm. point. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a ringing endorsement from TD himself. If you look at the big three era, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. You know, Tony, uh, Timmy's always first, obviously. Then Manu, you know, everybody knows Manu. And then you say, oh, yeah, and then and there's Tony. You, you know, the fans always like uh, – he's always the third on their big three list. You know, Tony, uh, you know, he was – the closest thing you got to Hollywood for the Spurs during the Big Three era. Remember when he got married to Eva Longoria? That yeah. was like, that was like uh, Princess Di and then Prince Charles <laughs> scenario. Like everybody was yeah. tuning in for that. You know, and then Eva Longoria would show up. You know, he had that. Oh, good lord! I mean, he didn't get in the Hall of Fame for his rap career. That's for sure. No, Balance Twa. That it is. So he had the the rap album. <laughs> Uh, his jump into that, and then when he he rapped in front of the crowd in San Antonio after winning that title, yeah. uh, there was that, you know that, you know he did have that kind of there was a little bit of that Hollywood flair, you know. Remember, remember he got in that incident where he was at a club, and there a bottle was thrown or something like that, and it hit his eye, and he was wearing goggles for a while. So yeah. he had those those moments, those Hollywoodish moments, but that was the closest you got to kind of um, you know off this court distractions. From the big three, but that was it. I mean, he, but nevertheless, you know, good in the the community, good with uh, fans. You know, he showed up uh, not just for Spurs fan events, but for NBA fan events. You know, mm-hmm. I, I living in New York City, I can tell you this much: he showed up for uh, for charitable events like uh, ironic Steve Nash. He has a charity soccer event every summer in New York. Mm-hmm. Parker was there to help out Nash and raising money for kids in New York City and then who want to play soccer. So. He did a lot of that stuff, but overall, you, you, you know, you, you can't deny the resume speaks for itself. He yeah. is a Hall of Famer based on everything he's done for the game of basketball, and you know, still beloved in uh, France. And I, you know, I gotta ask you this: You think Wemby will overtake him in popularity in France? I, I think, think he might. Well, yeah. I think he already has because of yeah. uh, the hype that he's getting and the media coverage. Mm-hmm. Remember, Tony came in, nobody knew where yeah. Parrot Basket Racing, you know, team was, and <laughs> yeah. nobody had heard of Tony Parker unless you were an international guy, you mm-hmm. know, following the league. So, uh, Wimby's kind of already surpassed him as far as yeah. that goes. But as far as on the court, we still have a long way to see if he comes close to that. Absolutely. So, well, Parker is more than deserving to enter the Basketball Hall of Fame based on everything, but. You see the greatest Spurs point guard ever in Spurs history. We're going to debate that when we get back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. But before we do all of that, and I'll give Rudy a break. Rudy, have you been to Muslinkers lately? Actually, I have. I did. And you know what? Surprisingly, I got the alien this time. I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. All right. All right. I'm glad you got the alien. It is a great drink to get. So there's your ringing endorsement from Rudy Campos of Sweetie Lee. All right, let's give him a break for a minute while I talk to you about Mud Slingers drive through Coffee. Look, it's a proud local sponsor of Locked On Spurs. So if you stayed up late last night, maybe late at work or thinking about Wimby on the court and keeping you up all night, you need a quick pick-me-up, go to Mud Slingers drive through Coffee right now. They have delicious pick-me-up drinks for people who are on the go. 
So whether you're moved for a latte, cold brew, uh, the Red Bull Infused Lightning Bolt series, those are great, by the way. I love those. you got to go to Muslingers. Over 300 five-star reviews cannot be wrong. They also have a wide selection of uh, dairy alternatives and caffeine-free drinks if you just want to take it easy. So and if you're new to coffee, they have the Muslinger which is really, really good. So that'll really get your introduction to coffee. It's a combination of espresso, steamed milk, and dark chocolate and caramel. And as Rudy mentioned, the uh, the Alien, that's the new drink uh, in honor of Wimby. It's a full can of Red Bull. Heads up on that with uh, apple and kiwi mixed in. It is a great, great drink. But if you don't want all that caffeine, try the OG OJ. Basically, it is the Orange Julius from back in the day, recreated only at Muslinger's drive Through Coffee. I got to name it, everybody. I named it. So go there right now. Get yourself the OG OJ. Tell them that Jeff sent you. So make sure to follow Muslingers Drive Through Coffee on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I mean, pick a platform. They are there. They're located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive. Uh, go there right now. Open every day, Monday through Sunday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You cannot go wrong by going there right now. They're located in the Stone Oak area, just a heads up on that. And you can find you can find them on major social media platforms. Open every day, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Life is too short for bland coffee. That's why you got to go to Muslingers. All right, let's bring them back. Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. There he is. I thought I was bringing back uh, Tony Parker for a second. But, uh, <laughs> man, that, there he goes. That, that Maybe thing. in high school. Maybe in high school. So Did you have the teardrop? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't have very many moves in the paint. I, I was more of a <laughs> defender more than anything. And I, I was in the, yeah. a pass first guy. I never really shot. You know what? I, I wish Trey Jones and Tony Parker would work out together so he can, so Parker teach him the, the, the floater. I think Trey Jones could, that would be a great weapon in his offensive arsenal. If yeah. he ain't going to knock down that outside shot, you know, go to that. It worked for Tony. For years. <laughs> hey, we're talking about Tony Parker entering the Basketball Hall of Fame. We're giving him his love right here on Locked On Spurs. Uh, before I let Rudy go, uh, we gotta, I got at least I got to ask you. Among the Spurs point guards ever to wear the uniform, and you're talking about Parker, you're talking about Ross Strickland, Tony O'Daniels, Avery Johnson, whose number is retired, you know, Johnny Moore. The list goes on and on. The Spurs have had great point guards. But is Parker the greatest Spurs point guard ever? And I know you can probably pick DeJounte Murray, right? Is that right? <laughs> uh, he's actually not probably in my top 10, DeJounte <laughs> Murray. So uh, definitely not taking DeJounte. But as far as Parker goes, I mean, Jeff, there's really no thought about there's it. No if you that, take yeah. more than a second to think about yeah. this, you need to question your Spurs fandom. Uh, you're talking Tony Parker, again, finals mm -hmm. MVP, four-time NBA champion. I mean, the you know, all-time uh, all the all, well, all-time best point guards. Period. I mean, he. Mm -hmm. You look at the Spurs rosters for point guards in the past. You're talking guys like uh, Avery Johnson, who arguably mm -hmm. I'm going to say Avery has the most important shot in mm -hmm. Spurs history because it got him their first NBA title right. when they were in New York. So I'll give Avery that much. A guy who's one of my favorites. I have one of his jerseys. I had it custom made. Uh, was James Silas, captain late. I mean, yep. he's one of my favorite Spurs. I never really saw him play, but my dad was a big fan. Uh, Johnny Moore, you mentioned. I mean, one of the all-time assist leaders for the Spurs. Mm -hmm. It goes on and on. George Carl. I mean, we knew we know about yep. George Carl. Um, John Lucas played for the Spurs too. You've yep. got some great guards in there, but nonetheless, Tony Parker is hands down the greatest Spurs point guard of all time. Right. I can make a small case for Greg Sutton, maybe a Nigel Knight, but for those <laughs> kids that don't know him, I'm not going right. to. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> for those guys. Yeah, it's unfortunate for Dejounte Murray. I think he was on that track. 
yeah. perhaps could have challenged it if you know he took him to glory and whatnot. But yeah, I mean to go over even Captain Late, I mean that's huge, and I have to agree. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, Parker even supersedes him and mm-hmm. overtakes him. Uh, it's a shame. I mean, Captain Late, they got close, man. They, didn't they get close one year against the the I think then time the Bullets? I think uh, it was Washi- the Bullets. Yeah, Washington. Yeah, they got close to a title. Uh, yeah. Him and Gervin. Wasn't it uh, Danny Ferry's dad that turned off the lights and yes. never admitted to it? And never admitted it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were up there. And and I think Rod Strickland probably could have done it if he didn't have the infamous over the back. Um, pass that Spurs team. That Spurs team, I think, would have probably yeah. won the title that year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, they were an assist away. They were a, a yeah. simple pass away from beating Portland. They were up what seven, right? With seconds yes. left, something like that. Yes. Like, up seven points. Yeah. Yeah, that pass. Yeah, that, was that was probably the worst bonehead mm-hmm. mistake uh, in Spurs history. But mm-hmm. I think they would have gone on to beat the Pistons that year, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. The Spurs have had many great point guards, but. When it comes to the greatest Spurs point guard at this time, you have to give the nod to Tony Parker. And um, for me, I, I think a close second, oh, man, this is tough. I think it had to be Captain Late, Jim yeah. Silas. Number three, whew, I got three. I'm between Avery and uh, Johnny Moore. I almost man. would put Johnny Moore ahead of Avery. Yeah. Um, Avery, you know, Avery is a great leader, but you can say mm-hmm. the same about Johnny Moore and Captain yeah. Late. Um, for me, Avery, great per- great personality, mm-hmm. great spur, but I think it's that one shot in the finals that right. gets him the more notoriety yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, no knock against Avery. You know, I love him. I don't mm-hmm. think his jersey should be up there. I don't. I don't, I don't think it should be retired. Uh, mm-hmm. But, whew. Man, who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing a point guard in Spurs history that we're um, forgetting. I mean, we can go old school. Seventies, yeah. uh, early eighties was what? Mike Gale was one. Mike Gale, yeah. Mike. Um, it's a shame that his jersey's not retired. Now that yeah. guy has a case yeah. to yes. have his jersey retired. Yeah, definitely. Mike Gale should have his jersey retired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if if Maurice Cheeks actually gave a damn, he probably would have been a really good Spurs point guard. Maurice Cheeks slept at the airport hotel <laughs> when he got traded. Uh, he got traded from Philly, right? Or was it from New York? No, he got traded uh, from Philly. Philly. He got yeah. traded from Philly. Uh, Johnny Philly. Dawkins was another one, but again, didn't have a long enough career in San Antonio to even have yeah. you know a ranking. But mm-hmm. Mike Gale, man, I, I think would you put Mike Gale over Avery? Yeah, I think I would. I think so I too. Yeah. So then Avery would be fifth, maybe. Yeah, fifth on the all-time. Yeah, uh, but as of now, Tony Parker wears the crown of the greatest Spurs point guard ever. Tony Parker will be inducted this weekend into the Basketball Hall of Fame alongside Popovich, Hammond, expert Paul Gasol, and he's going to join other Spurs: Robinson, Duncan, Manu, George, Carl. Uh, wow, and. Whew, a lot of Spurs are entering the Basketball Hall of Fame, but as I said in the intro, this could be it for a while. I think I think the next one probably be R.C. Buford because they do an executive. Yeah, uh, I think maybe he might be next. Uh, but as far as players and coaches are concerned, this might be it for quite a long time, Rudy. This might be it. Steve Kerr, long, long maybe. Steve Kerr, yeah, but I think he's going to probably go in as a warrior. I think uh, so. As a I coach. Mean- as, as a coach, coach a warrior, yeah. as a player, he would probably go in as a bull, I would think. Yeah, I think so. More than likely. Yeah. 
Well, we shall see. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Tony Parker is entering the HOF this weekend. What are your favorite moments about Parker? Why do you think he still gets disrespected even till today? And is he the greatest Spurs point guard ever? You can let Rudy know on Twitter at Sweep the League. Let me know on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Rudy, we got to let you go, but I know your show either is out right now by the time this is out or it's going to be out. Uh, what's going on with Sweep the League? Yeah, so when this uh, when this is out right now, our show should be out at the same time as uh, this one as well. But right now, you know, it's kind of we're getting ready for football season. Obviously, Spurs basketball is going to be kicking up. MLB is kind of kind of in the mid stride right now. So we're talking a lot of life stuff right now. Um, interesting, the episode that y'all will be hearing uh, that's going to be out right now is going to involve a lot of Candice uh, Avila Garcia, who's definitely one of uh, the favorites on Sweep the League. She's the boss. Um, everybody is talking about some kind of snail stuff that was for skin. Just she has an update on that. Jeff, you give me that look. You need to listen to it. We had a one show already with it. She's giving us an update on how it worked, and apparently, it's the greatest thing for your skin. So I'm gonna leave yeah. it at that. I'm not gonna go into any further right. details. You gotta see the episode. All right. Well, there you have it. More reason to find out what in the yeah. hell is going on at Sweet Dinner with <laughs> snails and whatnot. Follow Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League. We will be back probably this uh, Friday to put a wrap on the uh, Hall of Fame celebration. We're going to put him to the uh, spotlight, Popovich and Hammond. Probably get a little love to Pound Gasol as well. So, uh, yeah, big weekend for the Spurs out in Springfield, Mass. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. You guys are the everydayers, and we'll be back soon. Again, we're still in off-season mode. Uh, so at least you get about three, three to four episodes a week. But we're here to still give you the latest and greatest in silver and black. And make sure to uh, to check out Lockdown Spurs on YouTube, the Kens 5 Plus app, iTunes, Spotify. The list goes on and on. But for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs>